Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. Welcome to Cinematics, episode 162. I am Anderson Cowan. I blather about films here and there. That's Greg Serzavosti. He's a broadcast. No, he's not. He's a Critics' Choice Award uh, recipient. uh, CCA. CCA, buddy. Or CCR. CCR. CCD. CCD. (laughs) And uh, hey, we're coming to you live on tape uh, from two different locations. We're supposed to be uh, in person today, uh, holding hands. Uh, in the uh, cold cockle studios however uh i am i got the sniffles so greg is at his place i am at my location and we are going to be talking about the last two weeks of october the haunting haunting uh, uh anderson do you take medication when you're uh, under the weather like maybe robitussin or 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 pills or is it just more holistic i try not to i try not to take it because i somewhere you know how you hear something and then forever it's like in your head and then you try and adhere to it Mm-hmm. Yeah. No more along the line. I think I had like a biology teacher in tenth grade or something, and they suggested that if you take that stuff, it slows everything down, and you you stay sick for longer because your body's not able to do what it needs to do. It just re- sets aside the uh, symptoms. I don't know if that's true, but yeah. Last night I pabbed out and uh, had some some um, sleepy time medication just because I could not get to sleep because it's just a cold, man. It's just a cold. Everyone gets them. I just I'm I'm more pabby than others, and I get very very grumpy when I have a cold. Oh wow! Has it been your? Has it been a while since you've had a cold? Yeah, probably about a year. Okay. I was starting oh. to feel it, and I, 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 I took a bunch of emergency like last month, and uh, subsided and went away. This time, the emergency is just not, not doing it. And, uh, but I've took taking the test. It's not the old COVID over there, and I don't have a fever. Oh, when I have a fever, I would not be sitting here with you. I do. When you get a fever, Greg, does your whole body hurt, and like, does your skin feel like it's missing its top layer? Chills. Chills. The only time I have the skin missing its top layers is when I have to do that illegal stuff with the, uh, you know, opposite gender. That's when it's only. They strip strip you. It's like BDSM style. Yes. No, I got this thing and my wife doesn't understand it at all. And she really gives me the business when I'm really, really sick. And I guess it's fever related. But like, I feel like the entire top layer of my skin, it's painful to the touch. Like I have open wounds all over my body. That's how painful and awful like fevers are to me for whatever reason. I know that I'm not the only one. I've talked to other people who have that sensation as well. And it just. It makes it makes it that much more grueling. Anyways, that's not the point of this. Program. One more thing before we get into movies, Anderson. The twenty second thing: Have you ever awakened just random thing, and you couldn't move, and you just you wake your no, eyes are open? Never had that sleep paralysis. Never had that. That is, you know what? Scary. It's like mm-hmm. an M Night movie. Very scary. It, it happened. I mean, M Night movies are scary because you have to like endure the the twist. That's scary for me. Right. Right. right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Hours in our life, and I'm spending two of them. Watch yes. it set up some pins to, to knock down unsatisfactory. In fairness, we're, we're talking about movies. And in fairness, sometimes I do listen to TFV, and you did actually give M Night respect. You remember how much you gave M, M Night respect several months ago? You you were praising Lady in the Water. Right? I like that Lady in the Water. I do. I think it's an unappreciated movie. But uh, yeah, Greg, I got some uh, movies that I've talked about that I've seen. I have not talked about. Well, maybe I have. I've got some movies that uh, I saw uh, not too long ago like, since I since I talked to you last, and I got a couple movies to uh, highlight in the last uh, two weeks of October. Here, how about you? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, there's maybe a couple movies that I, I I kind of liked. I guess maybe, or I just forget to be. To, I, I forget. I'm looking at Google Docs. Yeah, I'm trying to remember movies that I've seen. What are some of the movies that you really enjoyed? Oh, you know what? I can tell you something. There's a. Do you like Korean films? Korean action films. Action thrillers, Korean scary movies, bloody movies. I like, like good movies, movies, Greg. I, I like. Good, I don't like to categorize my movies. I just like movies that are solid. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. But I'm, I'm talking about movies like I remember years ago. You were telling me to watch that movie. What is that movie? That that Korean film? Um, not the host. There was another movie, Old Boy. You told me years oh, ago. I mean, it's classic, Gregor. Spike yeah, Lee even liked it so much that he decided to bastardize it. Well, I like that movie, and you you gave gave me the business six years ago because the actual original is amazing. Are you talking about Decision to Leave right now? No, not Decision to Leave. Have you seen that? No, I've been sitting on that. Two hours and 20 minutes as uh, with Tar, which is Todd Field's new movie, which is two hours and 38 minutes. It's it's a barrier to entry right there. I'm going to be honest with you. Barrier to entry, Greg. So wait, you're not actually going to go to our local theaters here in Los Angeles to maybe take three hours off to see Tar? Maybe, maybe. No, in I will City. see Tar. I mean, Tar is going to okay. be up for awards for sure, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 
watch it. I love Todd Fields. I mean, the last movie he made was 2006, Little Children. And before mm-hmm. that, it was uh, In the Bedroom with Mick Stahl. And you have but a great connection with him with Eyes Wide Shut, right? Coob, you he's love got him. the Cooper connection. Yeah. So, I mean, he took over. Who's, whose job was it that he? No. Was it? Right. Yeah. No, no. And then he talked to you. Yeah. You know, Todd. No, Field, Sydney was Pollack it. took, Sydney Pollack took, uh, I think, uh, Har- um, Harvey. Uh, Sydney Pollack filled in for, who was it? Sydney Pollack filled in for someone. Bad for, Lieutenant. Oh, Bad oh, Lieutenant. oh, oh, Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Of course. For Harvey Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. yeah. Kubrick. Uh, I don't know what he, he, he didn't like what Harvey was putting, laying down. So he replaced him with, with his buddy, the filmmaker, Sydney Pollack. Who's the one if Stanley saw something in Todd Field, obviously you're going to have a bit, a bitter, uh, a big connection. So I'm sure you're excited to see Tar whenever you get to see it. Yes, I'm. I'm sure that it's a, a fine film. He's got to be in the right mindset to spend two hours and thirty eight minutes with a conductor who's losing her mind. Oh, right, right. Um, you know, so hopefully we're not going to be we're going to be talking about our minds, you know, down the road in this episode. But let me tell you something, Anderson. What is the bloodiest film you've ever seen in your life? Just oh right yeah, off the top. I totally right derailed. The... You were talking old boy. You were talking Korean action yeah. movies. No, but I'm going back on the track. I like the derailing thing. But look, what's the bloodiest film you've ever seen? I'm thinking you're probably thinking The Wild Bunch, but is that so bloody? You can, no. can you think of a movie that maybe that should be a top five bloodiest movies ever on on uh, TFV? But it might be an idea. But Interesting. You... Greg, it's yeah, not see? a terrible, like, bloodiest movie ever. Right? Uh, There's a movie called Project Wolf Hunting. It came out a couple of weeks ago. I heard actually. you guys talking about it. There's no yeah. hunting. There's no wolves. There's no wolves. There's no hunting. It's sort of like Con Air meets a- Is there a project? It, 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 it's a project. It's called oh, project, project Wolf. Yeah, Project Wolf Hunting is the name of the movie. Because that'd be Korean. very misleading. If there's no wolf hunting, no wolves, and no project, I mean, yeah. what are you doing it? It's like Naked Lunch. You know it's, what I mean? It's like Naked Lunch, a Burroughs film. No, this is, it's set aboard a, some car, kind of cargo freighter sh- ship. There's a bunch of Korean convicts, criminals, who are going to be transported from the Philippines to Korea, somewhere in the middle, the convicts, Get the I guess a, a couple of keys there. They unlock the handcuffs and they're free, and they're not they're free to kill all the other officers on board. So you think it's right. just going to be good guy versus bad guy kind of situation? There is a really interesting twist that happens midway through Project Wolf Hunting, and it becomes a bloodbath of epic proportions. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of blood just spewing all over lots of violence if any of the listeners here don't like their don't like too much violence then this is a big barrier to entry but if you if you don't mind a lot of blood project wolf hunting is probably right now right off the dome is my favorite action film this year project wolf hunting five stars for me yeah love it favorite film of the year yeah one of my favorites of the year it's a top five it's not going to be anyone else's but it's a top top 10 top 10 for me five star movie project wolf hunting why is it going to be anybody else's greg why do you have such i don't know you know because maybe people and people aren't as sociopathic and like to see blood spurting all over it's it's love the blood and you know one more thing before we get to the movies that you find that you saw last uh, couple weeks what i love about project wolf hunting without giving too much away there are people that you think you're going to follow throughout the movie but you don't. You really don't. They they end up in in a in a bad place. Mm-hmm. So you have no idea. There's no center in the movie. There are different people you follow, and then fate becomes them. So, audience is left off balance, Greg. Yes, I love it. I love everything about the movie. Hopefully, you are excited about some other movies you've seen the last several weeks, as almost as good as Project Wolf Hunting. What are some of those movies, Anderson? All right, I've not given this one a proper review, and that's not what we're going to do here because that's not the, the nature of this year program, Greg. But uh, I have recently seen a new movie, Spanish film, uh, shot in Spain. Uh, what's the main language being Spanish, Greg? Uh, and that movie is called Piggy. Speaking of blood, speaking of bloodlust and uh, slippery, lots of uh, blood. I mean, you look at the poster of Piggy. It's a very large, rotund woman standing in the middle of a street covered in blood. Uh, that is Piggy. Uh, that's at least that's what her peers call her. She's a teenage girl, and uh, she is picked on mercilessly for being uh, heavy set. And she works uh, at the butcher shop with her parents who own the butcher shop. So there's three of them: mom, dad, and uh, herself. And she uh, is in a small little town filled with uh, very cruel, mean uh, peers, as I said, who uh, are very mean to her. And uh, there's a bull on the loose, Greg, from the uh, bull run right uh in, in spain and the bulls on the loose it's out there somewhere that's, that's kind of on the backdrop uh news stories here's what else is on the loose a killer so there's a, a madman out there who cannot be uh, trusted with human life because he likes to take it and he sees what's happening with piggy and he takes a shine to her and a very unlikely meetup or or team up occurs 
and there is some satisfaction. There is some satisfaction. There's some twists. There's some turns. Uh, I like this piggy. Anderson, I am very frustrated right now because I am looking at my Google, we go. my Gmail. There's a link months ago. There's there's a ten, there are ten unopened emails. It's written and directed by Carlotta Pereira, and you mentioned a plot line that I thought was absolutely amazing. Does it pay off on many levels? It's a very strong film. Would you highly recommend this movie? Wow. I don't highly recommend it, but I it's a fun watch. I, it's, I don't think it's going to be on my top ten at the end, end of the year, but it's satisfying and it's unique. And the people that are going to like this thing are really, really going to like this thing. And you know, it goes into bullying and uh, the director. She was uh, and writer, writer, director. Uh, I read that she wrote it to kind of show or try to illustrate just how horrific it can be to be a teenage girl period, let alone a very, very um, overweight teenage girl and what that's like. And I think that she nailed it. I liked the first two acts quite a bit. The third act was a uh, very horror and thriller and slasher. And I didn't need all that, but that will sustain a lot of people who like that kind of thing, such as yourself. So I think for, I, I could see you five starring piggy, Gregor. Really? I okay. And, I mean, and I, it's Anderson, either four I'm or five, right? You, I'm flipping a coin here. Oh, Anderson, I'm guessing you might have three and a half, <laughs> four or five. Oh, okay. how, dare, how dare you? I'm, I'm always a four-star guy. But I would say you would be a three and a half out of five on this, maybe? Yeah, three and a half, three and a half. I would say three, three and a half. Okay. That, definitely, about, definitely three and a half. Three what about half. our our betters, Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky? What stars would they give this one? I think they're both going to give it four stars, Greg. Okay. <laughs> Eric good, Anderson. Piggy. I can't believe, did, did, Brian, did Brian see this too? Wow. No, he will be seen it this week. I, I signed it to him. Yeah, <laughs> I signed it to him. All right, Piggy. That sounds like a great great choice. Thank you. I so also much. saw Emily the Criminal, which people have been talking about for a while. It's very, very good. Uh, and I still got to see Barbarian. I keep hearing. I, I just haven't been able to get to the theater to see that old Barbarian. But uh, two two more movies just to mention real quick, uh, Greg. I have another foreign film called Speak No Evil is very, very good. Uh, yes. Come on, Anderson. There. You, you loved it? about that. I loved it. Yeah, I really, really liked it. Once again, though, didn't need the third act. However, the more I ruminate on it, the more what, I realize that. What do you mean you didn't might, need the third uh, act? What do you mean that's that's a whole that's a whole kit and caboodle? That's the payoff, Anderson. You no, did. I. But I felt like the payoff was tacked no. on to make it a horror film, just to check that box. But the more I think about it, the more I realize I'm probably wrong, and I think that was the entire point of the movie. So. Uh, watch your beware though uh, with the Speak No Evil it is a Dutch slash Danish film <coughs> it involves two uh, couples both with young children uh, who meet on vacation and then they rendezvous uh, later uh, in the film to get back together after meeting on vacation and some very uncomfortable moments happen uh, it's it's like force majeure type uncomfortable <laughs> moments and then the third act kind of or the final few scenes become a horror film which is the payoff which i had a hard time buying on initial viewing greg the more i think about it though the more i realize that's the overreaching theme message of the film well anderson in fairness though you glommed on to the social anxiety awkwardness yes. part of it okay that's what i really liked okay and would you i'm thinking you're giving this four out of five yes it's a, a solid force four, possibly four and a half star movie the more i think about it the more i like it but like people who People who are sociopathic or violent in nature might, might like it more. You know, after watching this movie, I, I I went on Google or BuzzFeed top ten rock queries queries. You know, in 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 the in the world. So I was so excited to actually uh, <laughs> tough to watch. <laughs> We're tough to watch. Okay, tough so. to watch. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I think I'm like very evil. Thing. What's that? I feel very evil compared to you because I glommed on to the the horrific stuff. It's and, funny. All I know about you, Greg, everything I know about you, you're such a sweet guy and, and like you, you're squeamish about everything. It's, it's kind of yeah. bizarre that you love your, your gore so much. I, yeah. I didn't see that coming. Okay. Well, I'm glad you like Speak No Evil. Ha, any other groundswell as far as TFV? Have, have anyone else, has anyone else seen Speak No Evil and you've gotten any kind of dialogue back and forth regarding that movie? Yeah, I had uh, Bri Bri. I, I, I had the bald one watch it, and we talked about it briefly last night. However, I was so grumpy and cranky and sick on last night's episode uh, that we recorded. Uh, it's unfortunate. So, uh, whatever. I, I don't know if we did it justice. I can. I was in a fog. I feel much better right now, Greg, talking to you. But maybe that's just because I'm talking to you. Oh, thank you very much. Speak no evil. So, Anderson, four out of five, and it's a solid recommendation for you. From you. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think uh, this is a very, very well made uh, movie, which is. The the social anxiety, the social awkwardness is curb your enthusiasm level at times, and it's funny. Like, I found myself laughing aloud. As with Piggy, I found myself laughing. There's some great moments in Piggy where she's hiding poorly, and she just immediately gets caught, which 
which delighted me and made me laugh very hard. I think it was supposed to make me laugh, but yeah, Piggy's got some good moments. Uh, and and Speak No Evil uh, is the better of the two movies. Uh, I like that quite a bit. Please try and track that down. How about Barbarian? I keep hearing from everybody. Everybody, I haven't heard anything yeah, about it. Yeah, it's, heard it's, anything it's, about I've it. heard that it's really good. But I mean, you and I were. were bit, I mean, we, I don't know if you go to theaters every week. I just, I still, I'm still here in my little hovel, Anderson. I, I, I don't leave I the house pretty much every week. <laughs> That's me. It's me. It's me. Yeah. So I, I don't like to leave the house. But are you actually going to watch it? Um, or in theaters or? I, I get. I'll watch it somehow. Maybe I can reach out to the uh, distributor and see if they can get me a, a link because I think it's starting to dry up in the theaters. But I, I know I got to see that Barbarian. I, it's been a long time since so as many listeners have sent me emails telling me that I got to watch that movie. It's been a long time. I, I think the last time I got that many emails was uh, maybe Dinner in America. I don't know. Oh, Dinner in America, right, right, right. Yeah, and was- I'm sure I'm sure you get emails all the time. That Anderson, you you got to see Smile or Anderson, you've got to see oh. the, the Hellraiser, and you're gonna you, oh. you don't have time for that, right? You don't have time to watch that stuff. Huh? I heard your interview with the uh, the filmmakers. That was nice, Greg. But uh, no, I have no interest in ever watching somebody remake something that I love from my childhood. There's just no need for it. And, I mean, I did watch Charlotte, the new uh, Charlotte's Web, not too long ago, uh, last oh. week actually. Oh, did you cry? 2006? Yeah, maybe I did. I cried no matter what, even though the 2006 <laughs> version is not that great. But, uh, and then finally, Greg, this is not yes. what we do here on the show at all, but we what we do do is talk about great, great movies, uh, even if they are from the past. There is a movie called Turtles Can Fly. Hmm. Well, okay, I, I had no idea they could, and I had no idea but the movie existed. It's an so Iraqi what? slash Iranian joint, is what they call it. And, and it takes place 2003. It's a pack of kids who are all refugees. Uh, in that part of the land, right before the shock and awe of uh, George W. Bush uh, in, in the U.S. Uh, second invasion comes, and uh, it's about this kid. His name's Satellite, and he uh, he's in charge of these kids. He's the only one who kind of un- knows how to set up satellite dishes and gets information from Fox News, and he knows how to speak enough English to hear it to be able to like, help the elders that are in the in the town, as well as. Uh, get the kids who are the refugees who have no way to fend for themselves or make money for themselves to uh, he he gets some jobs on mine sweeping, essentially uh, cleaning up all the American mines that were left over from George H. Bush uh, from his first invasion. Yeah. The movie is just it's one of those films. It's almost 20 years old. I can't believe that this movie is not just a household like everyone knows about it. Like it, it should it should have won. That's it should have been up for best picture. I, I think it was might have been up for best foreign language. I don't know. It's just it's a remarkable movie. That they're none of them are actors, yet they crush it as far as I could tell. Uh, they're all mostly there's there's a little blind toddler in there. There's a kid that can barely walk because his foot is like all skew. It could be birth defect. Uh, it could and then there's another kid who's missing arms and it looks like he got them blown off at some point and he really is missing his arms. It it's a fantastic heartbreaking sobering look at at war and children um but it's it's light enough that i can recommend it um when i say light enough that i mean the kid's satellite uh who who's the leader he's just great and it's a it's a it's an open window into a world that i think we all have an idea of but we've never really experienced i highly recommend this movie and by the end it really it, it, satellite's all about you know he's waiting for the americans to come back and he knows when the americans get there it's going to be all you know, peachy and rosy, and there's commentary on that as well. There's, it's just a great movie. Turtles can fly. That's a perfect score it, for you, right? Very Maybe. dark, but this is oh. a five star movie. It's one of the best movies I've never seen. Like, I'm always wow. looking for best movie I've never seen, right? And Turtles can fly is just a phenomenal movie. So, how did you come by? It just someone just recommended for on on your Patreon or just a yeah? They or? we were assigned it. Um, by uh, uh, Byron Klosterman uh, assigned assigned it to Brian and I, and it didn't have nearly the effect on Brian as it did me. Um, so it's not for everybody. If you like, you know, light casual movies, I I, I wouldn't recommend Turtles Can Fly. But uh, that's weird. You love it so much. I, I just wondered your reaction when Brian did not, did not love it as much. Oh, anger and fury, rage. It's <laughs> okay. reg- regular. Yeah. I'm gonna love it, right? I'm, I'm gonna probably love it. You think? I think you'd love it. Might okay. not be enough blood for you. I mean, it's not a bloodbath, <laughs> but there are explosions and children die and whatnot. Yes. Okay. And okay. I like that part. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. I kind of, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to check out Turtles Can Fly. Five-star recommendation from Anderson Cowan. Okay, cool. You want to get into what's coming out this Friday or do you have anything else on your mind uh, that you're thinking about right now or uh... – yeah, you want to you want to do the thing that the really really fun thing where we the pick. Thing. So this this month we're doing 1955, 
Marty is my choice, which, by the way, another great movie that I've never seen. I have mm. screened Marty and uh, with Ernest Borgnine. My God, is that a good movie? And then you're doing The Man with the Golden Arm. Yes. Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Otto mm-hmm. uh, uh, Otto Pettinger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otto Preminger. Preminger. Which I, hear, I heard he's one of the worst. I mean, just one of the strictest uh, directors ever in, in cinema. So for things. Yes. So uh, here we're going to pick what the next year is uh, that we're going to be doing next year. And we're starting to get close to wrapping up uh, wow. this exercise, Greg, where we land on a random year in between 1940 and 1989. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. And then we're going to get to the last two weeks of October, which is the meat and potatoes of the episode. The meat and potatoes. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Even if I only have two movies to talk about. That's how fine. Many, how many you got? I have I have two as well. I have, I have two for this week and then maybe one for next week. Yeah, that's maybe. that's three, Greg. Oh, three. Sorry, I'm not good at adding. You know, I'm just very yeah. All right, I just landed in between 1940 and 1989, a year that we have not done yet, and it random number generator says, oh, 1989. That was Anderson. It's a very important year for me. I I graduated. I'm class of 89 as far as high school goes. What's your your, your class of what Anderson? 91, right? Your class of 92. Oh, wow. I I didn't fail it. I had all C's, but they didn't like um, the way that I was conducting myself. So they (laughs) suggested that I'd be helped. My dad was all about it because he thought I'd I'd have a better chance getting a scholarship for sports because he called redshirting where they they purposely keep a kid back so that he's like got an advantage, an extra year of development. Wait, wait, did you wait? You had an extra year of school? I didn't know this. Yeah, I was held back seventh grade. I did seventh grade twice. Wow. Horrible. I tell you this, the second time around is a lot easier than the first time. <laughs> Were you, was there a, a full year of just resentment and anger on that second yeah, year? Definitely. Uh, the main reason was because my, my best friend at the time, Russell, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his last name. I guess it's for the best, but what was his last Russell. What the hell is his name? Bank, Russell Banks. Uh, Ru- Let's just start guessing names. Anyways, Russell and I were best friends in seventh grade. And uh, I, it was kind of up to me. I could have fought really hard because I had all C's. It's not like I was failing yeah. in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but Russell and I thought it would be kind of fun to fail for whatever reason, like do seventh grade again and kind of, you know, run the school. And uh, so we decided, you know, we're seventh graders. We we both agreed upon it. Uh, I went through with it and I came back and, and I was in seventh grade again after the summer. And Russell was in eighth grade. I was I was very upset with Russell. He, he lied. He didn't follow through. But I can tell you wow. this: I was running the school as a seventh grader. There is because I, I was already kind of you know like advanced a little bit by that. But when I did seventh grade, like there's none of the eighth graders that I was in class before with from the year before. Like had anything to say. They, they could not. T- I, I I ran that school. I peaked early. <laughs> there was one, and then eighth grade. Oh, I really ran the school when I was in eighth grade for that uh, middle school. Kalina, yeah, crushed it. Wow, that's very good. Very, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that good, Greg? I don't know if it's that great. Anyway, I mean, you ran it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my, 1980, class of 89. Okay, folks, that's, and we're going to fit, I'm sure we're going to have some really good movies to pick from 1989. So, all right. So, movies that we are coming up for the week of October 21st, Anderson. What is your pick? For this week, Greg, here's what I say. I've talked yes. plenty enough. I've talked too much, some might say. And really? I want to hear from you. you what, what do you want to hear from me? I don't know if I have anything exciting to say. I'll, I will say this, though. There is a movie called Brothers Keeper. It comes out only in Los Angeles on October 14th. But there's a reason why I'm going to. Yeah, there's a reason why I'm excited about Brothers Keeper. First of all, October 21st. For, okay, this Friday, LA. But more dates to come in the coming weeks. What's interesting about this movie is it centers on you were, you were mentioning turtles can fly and it gives gives us a window to a part of civilization part of the world we don't know too much about. I've never heard about the mountains of eastern Anatolia, and that is the setting of Brothers Keepers, Brothers Keeper, and it centers on a boarding school up in these mountains, and and it centers on this guy named Yusuf, and I think he he looks like maybe nine or ten years old and he's very quiet. And and the boarding school is run by really strict and obviously not not very nurturing teachers and officials. Yusuf and is having a problem because his best friend Memo is sick. He's sick. He is also very insecure, very scared of the, the night and all that stuff. But one day, one morning, Memo wakes up sick, and Yusuf is in charge of actually taking care of Memo. The problem is, 
there's really no one who's going to lend uh, like a helping hand to Yusuf or, or especially Memo who is sick. And the rest of the movie deals with, are they going to get Memo better? And it's also about the bureaucracy behind this boarding school. Now, boarding school set in the mountains, does it... It might seem kind of boring as far as the plot goes, but I'm about 15 minutes in and the way it's shot, it's just very tense, handheld, and the director really knows, directed by Ferit Karahan. It's just a really, it's a Turkish and Kurdish film with English subtitles and it's amazing. And also, here's my little bias. It's only 85 minutes, so automatically five, five out of five stars for me. But no, seriously, in all seriousness, 15 minutes in and I'm really hooked in to this. After we actually record this interview, I'm going to finish this movie, Brothers Keeper. I'm going to actually, uh, hopefully, maybe this is something you might want to see as well. It's fantastic so far. Brothers Keeper is the name of that other movie from the 90s. Documentary, right? Wasn't that yeah. a document? Yeah. Remember, right? Good Anderson, see? But is there any like connection there or is it just the same Zero, name? Just the same name. Just the same moniker. So that is that is that movie. So I'm, I'm so excited. I, I, you know, in, in fact... I feel bad for missing Piggy. I'm going to make sure you do not miss Brothers Keeper. And I have a feeling our buddies Eric and Bruce also love that movie as well. So, All right, Greg. Well, before I get to my uh, big sexy pick, which uh, I think you're probably going to line up with me on, it's uh, by a certain director named Martin McDonough. And this is his, uh, what is it, his fourth feature film? Uh, yes, he's done in Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, Three Billboards, uh, Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And now it's his uh, fourth uh feature but we'll talk about that in a second because i wanted to talk to you about um, a listener of the program has a company and uh, he has sent us product and you have not been able to pick up that product but it's a i think it could mm. be a godsend uh, because this is a product called magic mind and they come in little vials here's the box greg look at mm. that box oh it looks very nice very picturesque and tranquil your very box reflective yeah. with yeah, all of your your sam I don't I don't even want to call them samples. They're just uh they are what they are. They're 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 little vials with some green juice with some great ingredients. And what it's supposed to do is supplement your coffee, if not replace your coffee. And the reason why this could be a godsend for me is I was getting to the point uh just over the last few months where I was drinking way too much coffee to the point that I was having really hard time sleeping and I was feeling my heart skip beats more often than not with the That's heart. Happened to me too. Yeah. And I was reading articles about how coffee coupled with stress could be like one of the biggest, you know, problems a human being can have. And I was definitely falling into that trap where I was having four or five cups a day. So I've already tried. Um, I had, I, I believe it was six vials where you drink it along with your coffee or you replace your coffee in the morning uh, with the Magic Mind product. And uh, you can see right there. And okay, cool. Now we ha now I have a full regiment, uh, which I will be drinking once I'm sick. I don't want to. I want to give it a fair sh sh shake. You know, I want to see what this actually does, and it made me feel a little bit better uh, when I did the initial run. But it was, uh, you know, a, a small sample size. Now that I got the full box, and you have the full box, we will be doing this for 15 days in a row. I believe it is. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, 15 vials. So yeah, we'll be doing for just over two weeks. Uh, we'll be drinking it, and we will report back. I'm going to get Greg his box. We'll report back. Um, and the next time we record uh, one of these episodes in November and uh, I would like to tell you that if you would like to try uh, along with us, Greg, there's some talking points and uh, they, our listeners uh, can get a little uh, a little help on the a little uh, promo code action with cinematics possibly yeah, it was very nice uh, of this listener to say, hey, you know, I got this uh, product and we're, we're buying sponsorship and uh, I'd love to be a part of your program, so I said, let's get some product. Let's see how this goes. So, yeah, go to magicmind.co slash cinematics. We'll get you there, and uh, you can get 40% off your subscription for the next 10 days with uh, our code cinematics20. Cinematics20. It'll be interesting to see if Magic Mind actually helps complement the coffee drinking or maybe fully replace it because I've had the point where I drink a lot of coffee myself, but then have you ever had that point where – you you just get you drink so much you get the coffee headache, or what's even worse is if you try to stay off coffee for a day or so you get the coffee withdrawal which gives you another headache. So yeah, um, I actually I, I cut way back and I was down to like you know I'm still at like one half a cup a day now uh, with a coffee, 
and I was like having withdrawals for the first time ever. Uh, with I've never had caffeine withdrawals, and uh, I was talking about it on the after disaster is not good. And I was I was short with Atticus, which I never am. I was losing my patience with him, and cannot keep my eyes open. But I I think I did the right thing by I not. I've I've only had two cups one day. I'm not. I don't want to get into it, but I've cut way way back, like eighty percent back on coffee. I still like a hot cup a cup of Joe, at least a few sips in the morning. But uh, I'm excited to uh, get get going with his magic mind. Okay, very cool. I'm excited to actually try it, and hopefully my coffee intake will lower as well. And I, I'm I'm scared of you now, Anderson, because please don't don't drink coffee in my presence. I, I don't want you to be short with me, sir. That, that I'll be I'm going to cower in I fear, never, Anderson. Never be short with you, Greg. So the, the final thing is your uh, code will be valid forever as a 20% off for both one-time purchases and subscriptions. Uh, the first 10 days, it's 40% off if applied to the subscription. It stacks with subscription discounts from the website for a total of 45% off. Hey, look at that. I didn't see that till just now. So yeah, if you would like to give this stuff a, sh- uh, a shot, uh, now's a good time because Greg and I will be. It's got matcha in it and uh, bacopa, maniari. Sure, I'm not saying that pro- properly. Lion's mane, mushrooms. Uh, a lot of a lot of cool stuff that's uh, supposed to work well for the body. So there's magic mind. All right. Okay. Very cool. So, yeah, I also received a Rotten Tomato Critics email for the application, mm-hmm. and I was rejected. Unfortunately, we are unable to offer you tomato meter approval at this time. Our team has found the clips provided indicate that your primary output consists of features and or news stories, not reviews, which is wrong. They did not properly vet me. So, Oh, wait. Rotten Tomatoes got something wrong? That's so weird. Yeah, the the team at Rotten Tomatoes, but I'm okay with that. But uh, yeah, I do. Like a a perfect Rotten Tomatoes uh, critic. Yeah, I do. Yeah, thank you. I do a podcast called what? Cinematics? Find mm-hmm. your film. I do a lot of reviews, but in fairness to them, Rotten Tomatoes, I do a lot of interviews as well. So maybe next time, I, I hope think they're worried you're be tainted. Yeah, I am. Well, no, don't they? They should not be worried, Anderson, because I am tainted. I'm, yeah. I'm very tainted. But hopefully, Anderson, you might be getting an email very soon from the people at Rotten Tomatoes. And my my guess, Anderson Cowan, is you will be approved. I do you, not believe so. Greg. I I believe I, I bet you a dollar. I, I'm I, gonna, can I bet you a dollar? A Donamichi uh, will uh, what Ralph Bellamy trading places dollar that you're going to get a Rotten Tomatoes approval? You a dollar? Are they trying to like add to the stables or something? Which one? Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. What, yeah, remember we we applied. You and I applied I it like b- back in March, and I, I just applied got the, for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, remember you applied for Rotten Anderson. I don't really you, remember you de- Re- Anderson. You know this is you really do need Magic Mind because it's going to help you. If you and I actually had Magic Mind around March when you told me to apply, was it for a lab? App- oh, I remember telling you to apply. Yeah, but I didn't realize. I don't know if I did apply. I don't think I did. Of course, you, yes, you did. You you. I don't you, think you I did. Oh, you did. Wow, Anderson. I okay. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I didn't get any kind of notification, so. Uh, mm. if it's anything like film festivals, they let the people know that got the, uh, the the approval before they let the people know that they didn't. So I would okay. imagine I did not apply. I don't, and if I did, I it would be for one reason and one reason only, and that is to go on the film vault and tell Brian, who loves his Rotten Tomatoes so much, that uh, he has to contend with me now. That would be the only reason why I would want to be a Rotten Tomatoes uh, critic. Well, you know what? Look, I I am actually incensed now. I'm I'm gonna create my own site. It's gonna be called Rotten Apples instead of Twitter. And you know, there's Parlor, right? I'm gonna actually only tainted film critics will be members, and I think I'll be the head of that of that Isn't organization. Parlor, that that political one. <laughs> yeah, Parlor's a political one, right? I yeah. forgot all about Parlor. Yeah, I haven't heard Parlor? Parlor in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, very interesting. Oh, yeah. you know what's good here? Yes, sir. And this is like an unofficial plug. This is something that I'm using. And uh, once again, the creator of this one came to me. But this is very, very movie related. And I think that our listeners, if you haven't already heard me talk about it a little bit, there's an app called Relay. It's a social media app. Relay. R-E-E-L-A-Y. It's uh, on OS. I don't know if it's on Android, but if you got an Apple uh, iPhone over there, it's very, very new. It's it's in beta, but you know anyone can join, and it just allows you. It's all movie related. You look up any movie you want. Uh, sometimes there's video reviews. Sometimes there's no reviews yet. You can leave a 30 second video review of any movie you like on there and you can create groups. You can follow people who like you like their taste in movies and get quick little hits. Like what are their thoughts on Smile? 30 second little. Uh, video reviews from the users it's and everyone's super cool over there i haven't run into anyone who's like you know snobby or like you know fancies themselves a cinephile but they're all insightful for the most part and it's it's a good little app um i'm working with the uh the guy that created it but uh i i think that it would be uh i think i could see you really liking it greg it's called relay okay, re- 
Relay. I will download it on my app store and, and give it my give you my thoughts on it. That's pretty cool. Ish. Relay. All right. Relay. Cool. And it's right, and it's cool. early. Like if you if you get in there early, you know, like anything else, like it's you know, I, I think this thing is going to grow and hopefully become something. It's a great little one time one stop shop for uh, getting quick little uh, user video uh, movie reviews rather than reading. If you're like me and you don't like to read, I like to like listen to them when I'm on the road. I just I put a playlist on and I'm just hearing all these people like you know give their their take on on movies. Yeah, okay. So really, I'm going to check it out. Hopefully, I it might be, you know, look, Letterboxd has its own thing. It and I I rarely do that stuff, but I'm but since you re- recommended, I'm going to give Relay a shot. Now, for closing out October 28th, Anderson. No, 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 we did I I started to talk a little bit about the Banshee. I didn't even say the title, Brian. The Banshees of Inisherin. I believe Oh, I, yeah, yeah, my bad. My bad. The Banshees of Inisherin is the Martin McDonough's fourth uh, movie, not to be confused with his brother. Uh, who also makes very, very interesting movies, right? Mm. Calvary. Uh, he did a movie this year. His brother did a movie this year. Right. The Forgotten. The, the Forgotten, forgotten. Or, the, the, or The Forgiven or something like that. The Forgotten. The Forgiven. Yeah. The Forgiven. Yeah. That was good. I've I heard, liked it. I've heard mixed reviews. Um, but Martin McDonough, his brother, uh, it makes more, I guess, box office friendly movies, right? Because everyone's heard of In Bruges. Everyone's heard of Seven sure. Psychopaths. Everyone's heard of Three Billboards, obviously. Uh, and this one is uh, called The Banshees of Inisherin. It's it's ours, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson. And if you've seen the trailer, have you, Greg? E- no, I haven't because it's I'm so excited. I'm going to watch this. I didn't want to get spoiled, but it looks good. The trailer looks good. Yeah, it's high high concept. It's Brendan Gleeson's character uh, has decided that he doesn't want to be friends with Colin Farrell anymore. Colin Farrell's character, and he just and they and it's on this little small, I believe, island in Ireland, much like the backdrop for, for Calvary. Um, which also starred Brendan Gleeson, made by Martin McDonough's brother. What's his bro- brother's name? Like Chris McDonough? What's his name? Yeah, yeah I, name? I was going to say uh, I was going to say Neil McDonough, but that's the guy from Band of Brothers. But it's one of the McDonoughs. I'll, I'll look it up. Look when, Can you look up Calvary? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure I'll look up Calvary right now. So Calvary or Calvary? Yeah. Calvary, C A L. So that's the uh, that's that's the long and the short of it. It's just it's uh, Brendan Gleeson just saying, look, stay away from me. I don't want to be your friends anymore. And Colin Farrell going being real needy, saying, but but why 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 can't we be friends anymore? And I've been in that exact position on uh, the the Brendan John Gleeson, Michael McDonough, John Michael McDonough mm-hmm. is his John brother, Michael. yeah, yeah. Who, who did Calvary? He did uh, Forgiven. You have anything else there in front of you, Greg? Yeah, he did. What, what's that movie where they're? It's where they're, there's some violence on it. It's what was it called? It was War on Everyone. That's it. That's the movie. The, and he did the guard. He the did guard. the guard. Yeah, too. he did the guard. Which people love the guard. I still have not seen a good copy of the guard. The one that I saw was four three, and uh, it was mm. cropped and it was ugly. It was sometimes, um, especially back in the day, Prime didn't care. They put up like really bad transfers on Prime, and that's the one that I saw of the guard. The guard. Anyways, not important. We'll not talk important. about the banshees. The banshees of Inisherin. I have high hopes for this. It's a comedy drama, and I love those two actors. I love Colin Farrell. Love Brendan Gleeson. Like the director quite a bit. So we'll see. Maybe this is one of those movies that's uh, fantastic. Uh, I don't know if it's an important movie, important enough to be, you know, a best picture type movie, but who knows? I, I, the fact that they had Brendan Gleeson um, hosting Saturday Night Live to promote this movie uh, a couple weeks yeah. ago is very that was a surprise. They're, yeah. you know, they're throwing a lot of PR at this movie, which seems like the kind of it, it's the kind of movie that, you know, five, ten years ago would have just kind of, you know, come and went, would have played at a few like art house theaters and. But they're putting a lot of a lot of energy into this movie. That said, I got to drive like five towns over to see it uh, next week when it comes out. It's not playing by me, but I will be seeing this one opening weekend. Very excited about the Banshees of Inisherin. Have you ever done that, yeah. Greg? Where you're you're just you realize that one of your friends, especially when you're younger, you have friends that are funny, but they're not good people, and then you get to a place in your life where you're like, I don't care how funny you are, I just can't be friends with you anymore. Have you been there? Or friends are too needy, so you're just like, I can't, I just can't do it anymore. I, I don't know Anderson because you, Bruce, and Eric are my only friends. And you've never you've never broken up with a friend. No, oh yeah, I, I break them. I break up pretty easily. I, I break up with so many friends. <laughs> I had twenty great friends coming out of high school, uh-huh. and now I probably I I don't have. Well, you I, don't I, have I, any I, of them. You just. I mean, I, no, no. There's right. maybe one or two. One or two, but I I and that's just because they call me once in a while. So, yeah. See, see how horrible Banshees. I am, Anderson. See, yes, Banshees. Very sad. Very sad. Now. Yes, yes, but anyways, Anderson, we we'll be fine. You know, we're, we're gonna, be, you and I would be fine. We've known each other almost thirty years right now, so we're good. Now, October twenty eighth, Anderson. What's do you have a sexy sexy pick for the last week of the month? 
know if I'd call it sexy. I mean, I just, once again, I just did a bunch of talking. Um, Call Jane looks like it's the only interesting movie. I don't know if I'll be seeing this unless I, uh, unless, you know, it breaks free, but starring Elizabeth Banks and Sigourney Weaver. And it's, uh, it's about a married woman with an unwanted pregnancy. And she lives in a, in a time in America when she can't get a legal abortion. So she uh, works with a group of suburban women to find help that doesn't involve throwing yourself downstairs. So obviously this is very timely. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a movie that, uh, will definitely get some traction i would imagine and i would bet that it's good directed by phyllis naggy greg i don't know if you're familiar with phyllis naggy she wrote carol which was a critic darling uh, that was my favorite film Hayes. that year your favorite film you're a critic uh, she also wrote mrs harris and um she we love that. directed the mrs harris tv movie not Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. This is different. So, oh, the movie Mrs. Harris. Okay, interesting. But yeah, she's the late. She's she wrote Carol, which uh, you know people loved, which was uh, Todd. Yeah. Uh, Todd Haynes. You know, I miss that Todd Haynes. We need to get more Todd Haynes. The last well, movie, you, last Todd okay. Haynes movie I saw was a Velvet uh, Underground documentary last year. Oh, was that any good? Velvet. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Velvet Goldmine documentary. Velvet, Velvet Underground. It was Velvet all Underground. Actual. Okay, got it. Now, that's like Lou Reed and all those. Guys. All right, right. And you don't like it because you're not a fan of the, the group. I mean, I don't dislike. I just it was it, it, it was he did a lot of split screen stuff, and it was very artsy, even for my taste. Right, and the bird entry there, I, a bit immersive, and I don't know if I wanted to spend that much time with those people. You know what I mean? But the music was good, and it was interesting. But I I, I would have liked a. For me personally, I would have liked a cleaner, like narrated, like, you know, step by step. And then this year that this band broke free. And then this year, this kind of drama, you know, like, but no, this was kind of like made for people who already like Velvet Underground, kind of like what I heard the uh, David Bowie uh, movie documentary was this year, where it's like, you got to really love David Bowie and uh, and watch that documentary. You're not going to learn a whole lot necessarily. It's just kind of like a celebration of of him. It's, it kind of reminds me of when several years ago, you and I reviewed the Jim Jarmusch film. I believe it was called, um, it's not Gimme, Gimme Shelter, but it's something, it's on the Stooges. This, well, basically the Stooges documentary. And back then I was in a huge Stooges fan and I thought it was a little bit boring. And really? We never yeah. covered it? Uh-uh. Well, it's weird. Yeah. Never. You never being saw. a Jim Jarmusch fan. I mean, I remember when we I'm were not. in our 20s and 30s, you, you would always go crazy in, in the screening rooms and hear, Greg, he does another a little fade to black. Fade to I black. Love it. You love the, you love those for the transition. No, 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 Greg, you're, you're completely uh, confused. <laughs> no, I wait, was the one, right? I was the one. Yeah, who loved no, it was dead man was the last movie that I watched of his uh, excitedly. And uh, I just, I, you and I both had a long discussion about it right after we both saw it. And I was telling you that I just couldn't I'd take the, the fades to black. And it was just, it was one fade to black after the next, after the next. Okay. I, maybe I can bring. You know Anderson. what my problem is? I'm not a giant Johnny Depp fan, and that and he was the the vehicle. I, uh, that was a vehicle for him. Patterson. That's all I have to say. Anderson. I've heard things. He's you've, a bus driver. You, you, you've heard, what do you mean? You've heard things. You love. Don't you love? I've heard, I've heard things. I, I need to see it. Okay, basically, Jim Jarmusch does uh, does PG rated Bukowski, Charles Bukowski, and I, that that's a good that's a good thing. So wait, 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 Patterson is what? Patterson is kind of like a Charles Bukowski okay. novel without all the horse ra- horse uh, the horse tracks and the uh, the sex drinking. and all that stuff. It's yeah, and all the drinking. It's just about That's everything. The, it is Charles Bukowski. No, 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 no. Because Patterson's about the life of a, a writer in Patterson, New Jersey. Okay. I don't know if the the transitions will get you uh, frustrated, but I think it's it's a very beautiful. And you know, like you said, you've heard things. Some of the people who, who email you, hopefully, some will, some people will tell you to watch it. It's a beautiful, quiet movie. So I've got a really good movie for the last week of. Of the month, Anderson might be better than Call Jane. I, Call Jane is, is a movie that seems like I don't want to watch it, but there is a movie called Holy Spider. Okay. Mm. Holy Spider. And I'm going to tell you why this is interesting. There's a centers on a female journalist named Rahimi, and she travels to the uh, holy city of, let's see, what is it called? Mashhad in Iran. Okay. And she's trying to track down a serial killer who believes he is doing the work of God by killing murdering sex workers. So it's based on the horrific true story of serial killer Saeed Hanae or Hanai. I don't I'm mispronouncing it. And the writer director is Ali Abbasi. Ali Abbasi. Light and fun. No, no, but Ali Abbasi directed several years ago a movie that I hear is really interesting called Border. So there's a little, little bit of critical acclaim behind this movie. Now, here's why Holy Spider, not only is it an interesting plot based on a true story, 
it at the, this year's Fantastic Fest, Ali, Aba- Ali Abbasi won the Best Director and also the Best Actress winner at this year's Cannes Film Festival, or like you say, Cannes, was Zar Amir Ibrahimi. So Cannes winner and Fantastic Fest winner. So Holy Spider releasing on October 28th. And lastly, it is the official Danish submission Danish submission for the 95th Academy Awards. Danish? There's a lot of, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know why Danish. But anyways, it is getting a lot of heat. I think uh, Ali, Ali Abbasi is Danish. I think that's probably why. Because right. I know Border was a Danish film. And I, and I can tell you that Border is not for everybody. I saw it. I will never forget Border. And I really liked a lot of what Border had to offer. I, I liked a whole lot of what Border had to offer. And but, but okay, okay. So that said, you were disappointed with something about it, but it it wasn't a waste of time for you to no, watch. No, I don't it. want to say I'm disappointed. It's just a, it's a movie that's out there in the storyline. It's uh, the, it looks great. It's not going over the top, trying to be you know artsy. And I I don't like I don't like independent movies that you know try to be poetic or meditative. You know, like it's not that at all. It's a story that's that easy easy to follow. Yet it's I mean it's about a a subhuman. <laughs> Uh, TSA agent, right? And she smells things really well, so she's almost like a dog. And she's got like crow magnum stuff going on. And then she it's she meets someone. And it's kind of like a coming of age story. And there's a sex scene that you'll never ever forget. Border is a very very interesting uh, movie that I think it was up for best foreign language, mm, best okay. international film as they call it now. Yeah, but like you said, there are some people who really did not like it. But it, it's it's a movie that's I remember several years ago it was it was talked about a lot. Some people really loved it. So yeah, twenty eight twenty eighteen movie border was, and uh, either you're gonna love it. <laughs> okay, so it was yeah. nominated for one Oscar, and that Oscar that it was nominated for best achievement in makeup and hairstyle. Oh come on now, best international film is what I would imagine it, but it was not nominated for that. Anyhow, all right. Well, Greg, anything else? That's, Thanks that's for that. Uh, Holy Spider. Like, that one eluded me. So that's Holy uh, Spider. I, I'm doing a, the magic trick right now. I'm going to forward you the the contact for for you and uh, the bald one too. Uh, the bald one can suck it. <laughs> I would I would like to see this Holy Spider, and I did see like the title, but I just skipped it because I thought it was the latest MCU character, and I thought that it was the uh, <laughs> like a, a a priest that was became Spider Man. You know, because they have all the different iterations of Spider Man. I thought this was a religious Spider Man. Maybe, maybe it could have been a religious Spider-Man. I feel I'm no, remiss to say before not. we before we leave, can we leave on a good note, Anderson? Can we say that the Dwayne Johnson film Black Adam is coming out on Friday? You want to you look at it, watch that? Why did go, you just you say go, like the largest oxymoron that's ever been uttered on this program? <laughs> you get you get to travel five. With a good thing, Black <laughs> Adam's coming out this Friday. Hey, I'm just saying, I get to travel five towns to uh, to watch Black I Adam. Don't have and to. It, it's, it's playing like on every street corner because it's Black Adam. Are, are you happy because of that? that no, 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 Greg, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I look, you know, because you have the options. It's so it's it's it is what it is, right? Without these GD movies, and I can still hate on DC because they have not made anything. There's, there's okay. been one movie in the last five years that I've appreciated and enjoyed from DC. One movie, you know, you know, you know what? What? I mean? what what's what? Suicide Squad? What? Wait, what? Yeah, that's, it. that's the only movie that I actually truly enjoyed. That's DC in the last five plus years, right? David Ayer's Ayer, Ayer's Suicide Squad. You that's, that's the one. That no, you're Greg. Dying. No. <laughs> I I'm sick, buddy. Don't make me so upset. Okay. <laughs> Suicide Squad is the David Ayer's movie that I was forced to see, and it was brutal. One of the worst movies I've ever. Oh, Greg, look what you did. Don't worry, I'll bleep it. I don't, I, I'll cut it. I'll cut it. It's good. We're good. I, I'm Look, it's this love-hate relationship because I know that without these guys flying around and, and, and being like, uh, superheroes that everyone just can't wait to watch people fly around with capes on, that more theaters would have closed by now. And the only thing is keeping the theaters open. My argument there is like if it wasn't capes, it'd be something else. Like an alternate universe, maybe like Porky's 10 is what gets people to go to the theaters. Like, who knows? It, it's going to be some kind of lower common denominator. It's going to get everyone to the theaters. It's, it doesn't mean that I can't be furious about it and annoyed that Black Adam's going to come out, swallow a bunch of theaters like as, as in like play in so many theaters that like smaller movies. Like, I, I, I got to travel five five uh, towns over. I got to go to Century City, Greg, to watch uh, the Banshees of Anna Sheeran. Uh, while I'm driving from here to go see the benches of Inner Sharon, I'm going to probably pass, I don't know, 
15 to 20 theaters that will be playing Black Adam, which is a far superior movie, uh, inferior movie. Look at that Freudian slip, superior. Maybe I do love it. Oh, Christ, Greg. You were That's in fair. their flat jaw and went to shoving uh, popcorn in their mouth. <laughs> Black, Black Adam strong. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> really okay well i guess you're not gonna see it this week uh, i'm not gonna see it either but uh who knows you know one day anderson maybe we might be surprised great. at how good these movies you'll which one it, love it you'll see it and give it like four and a half stars or something we all know we all know yeah i i will maybe five folks go go so i guess the, the thing we before we sign off anderson the, the thing that we should learn is uh don't worry about the banshees or the borders of the world uh go see uh Go 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 to your local cineplex. Anything, yes. Please support us, Little Black Adam, the little movie that could, the little Please. movie that could. All right, guys, we uh, we will see you uh, next month. Hopefully, we'll we'll get some uh, up to date on how how good uh, the stuff is. And uh, Anderson, anything else before we go? We got, we he's a superhero that's that he's so he's so angry, Greg, that he actually he kills people. He's a superhero that kills people. Isn't that crazy? He's an antihero. I hope uh, you know. I'm yeah. We'll, we'll see you guys next time here on cinema. That he switches uh, his tune by the end. All right, nineteen fifty-five. This uh, month we'll be recording that next week, talking uh, about the the year that was nineteen fifty-five. The, the the best films of the year, the biggest of movies that were uh, at the box office that year, as well as uh, the two picks, which is the man with the golden arm and uh, Marty. Two I, Marty. You know, first time I ever heard about Marty was when I watched that movie quiz show back in the day, Greg. Remember Marty, an integral part of Quiz Show. I'm glad that you really enjoyed Marty. Marty and uh, I, I guess you saw the man with the golden arm, so I apologize for that. But I, I can't wait to we. I'm going we, to rewatch it though, just for you, Greg. Thank so, you so much. I, I saw it less than that. a year ago, but I will be watching the man with the golden arm. It's a, it's a movie that uh, was t- take place in 1955 about a heroin addict, which is uh, kind of interesting because you know you don't think about heroin being like that prevalent back then, but it was. And uh, Marty, yeah. it's about uh, Ernest Borgnine uh, being an unattractive, uh, pudgy, uh, simple man, uh, butcher who uh, has a hard time finding love in his Italian family, especially his mother really wants him to find love, or does she? So that's Marty. You've seen Marty, yeah? No, I, I haven't seen it. It's directed by Martin Ritt. I, I've, I've been meaning to see it since I was 12 or 13, first time that's I right. even heard about it. Patty Chayefsky, right? So I'm excited. Yeah, she's so. good. And then uh, next month, um, 1989, will be the movie. And it's going to be a challenge, but I probably will not pick a Tom Cruise movie. Probably. With all the right moves. All right. all right, guys. We'll see you. Miss you, Anderson. Bye.